Welcome to the Your Health, Your Way podcast, the health podcast for renegades. I'm Martha, a family nurse practitioner and the creator of the website, therenegadenp.com. I have over 10 years of clinical experience helping patients heal their bodies and feel their best. I'm here to share actionable information about integrative health, nutrition, and fitness that can get you started on your journey to optimal wellness. I'm also here to answer your questions and talk with health and wellness experts. Remember that the materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Welcome back to Your Health, Your Way. I hope that all of you who are on the West Coast are surviving this next round of massive heat wave. Um, it was chilly and rainy here in Alaska a week ago, and now it's actually quite warm. It's been in the upper 70s, low 80s here, which is pretty hot for us. I'm really hoping to get through recording this episode. All of the windows and doors in my house are open, and there's a squirrel family that lives in my backyard, and my dogs like to bark at it, so I'm really hoping to get through this episode without any major dog barking episodes. And my neighbor is out doing something in his yard that they are also barking at. So I apologize if there are dogs barking, but I am not closing the windows to record this podcast because it's too hot. Um, I was actually in Portland, Oregon a couple of weeks ago when the very first heat wave hit and it was terrible. 115 Fahrenheit is very unpleasant. So every morning when I got home and I woke up and it was 40 Fahrenheit in my house and or outside, it was, you know, low 60s in my house and my hands are cold. I just kept telling myself, at least it's not 115 because I don't ever want to be that hot again. I was there for a 50K race that I ended up only doing about half of because it was just too hot. Uh, we were in northern Idaho for the race where it happened to be a little bit cooler at the time, but 90, still too hot for me to try to run 30 miles in. So I hope all of you are staying cool. Today, I want to talk a little bit about perfectionism or the all or nothing mentality in health because it's something that I see a lot. And as I wrote the notes for this episode, I things got a little messy just in kind of looking at topics. So I hope that this all makes sense. Um, in these days of social media where we're all comparing our everyday lives to the curated version of somebody else's life, I think this perfectionist or all or nothing attitude really can become problematic without you realizing it. Um, this can happen in many areas, but it's especially problematic when you're trying to navigate health and wellness issues because being a perfectionist with your health isn't going to get you very far, to be honest. I've talked about this a little bit in a previous episode, but I wanted to dive deeper because I think it's a really important topic. The goal in all areas of your health should be to do the best you can as often as you can. When you do this, the benefits add up over time. The problem is that a lot of people are hyper-focused on short-term health goals, like weight loss is probably the most common one, rather than looking at the bigger picture of lifelong health and wellness. And when you shift your focus to this bigger picture, you don't need every single choice you make in regards to your health to be perfect in order to achieve overall health. This topic is deeply intertwined with something I mentioned earlier, which is the need or the desire for short-term health goals, specifically weight loss. Now, I'm not saying that you can't have a weight loss goal, but unfortunately for anybody with a weight loss goal, 
it's complicated. If your desire is to reach a specific weight, you've just honestly got to let that go. I know that you might not feel good at the weight you're currently at, but picking a number and making that your goal is going to cause more problems and make you feel worse about everything. I don't want to get too deep into weight loss because that honestly could be a whole episode in itself. And honestly, maybe it will be. Um, But the gist is that the weight you're at or the weight you were at one, two or three plus years ago where you last felt good may actually not be achievable to you anymore due to hormones and all kinds of other things. Where you think you feel good physically and where all of your health markers look good are not necessarily the same place. Sometimes, honestly, they're not even close to each other. Also, when people say they don't feel good at their current weight and their like their clothes don't fit or other things, you have to get rid of the external input that's sending the message that there's something wrong with your current weight or your current body. If your clothes don't fit, get new clothes. I just did this. It's not my favorite experience, but having clothes that fit and are comfortable honestly makes a huge difference. Now, I'm in um, a Facebook group for the weight training program that I do, and I see a lot of people who talk about having a fat loss or a weight loss goal, and every single time the coaches in that group are absolutely amazing. Every single time they ask this person why they want to have this weight loss goal, and everybody says, because I don't feel good at this weight, but it's always due to external input. So the way their clothes fit, um, you know, the way they, they comparing them, the way they look in a bathing suit, those kinds of things. They don't like the way they look and they don't like the way they feel because of their clothes. So there's a little bit of mental gymnastics that needs to happen here to really assess how you feel. Because when it comes to clothes, we get a lot of subconscious messages there that there's something wrong with us, even if we don't realize that we're getting these messages. For example, I recently had to buy some shorts. Now, I'm heavier than I'd like to be, but my proportions remain very similar to how they've always been. My thighs have always been relatively large compared to the rest of my body. So when I went to buy shorts, it was really hard to find anything that fit right. The messages that I was getting was that my thighs are too big because I had a hard time finding shorts that fit them. The worst was when I picked up a pair of shorts to try on at a store and I went to pull them on and I could barely get my legs into them. When I did find a size that I could get my legs into, the waist was so big that there was no way that they'd stay on and a belt would have only been minimally helpful. I share this because I know that there's nothing wrong with my body, but according to the shorts that I tried on, my legs are too big. My point is that those messages impact how you think you feel about your body. So you really need to be honest with yourself about why you have a specific goal because I want to lose weight is not going to help you maintain your focus on overall health in the long term. Your health goes beyond just physical health and is more about the relationship that you have with yourself versus losing weight or becoming a better athlete. And this is important when setting and meeting health goals. I also want to point out that eating a 1300 calorie diet to reach an arbitrary weight goal is not sustainable, and it's things like that that lead to a lot of on-again, off-again diet and exercise choices, and in my experience, those are the, those kind of things are the driving force behind letting perfectionism or an all-or-nothing mentality drive your health decisions. So rather than having this all-or-nothing mentality, what can you do? How can you prevent this perfectionism from taking over? Making smaller changes over a longer period of time while keeping in mind that you just need to do the best you can at any given moment 
rather than trying to do the best always. The problem is that we tend to prefer to get what what we want all at once. In terms of lifestyle and habit change, doing all the things at once results in less time, less energy, and less money spent getting where we want to be. But the problem is that this is often too much. We go for it and we don't get the results that we wanted in the time that we wanted, often because those expectations were unrealistic to begin with, and then we get discouraged and quit. So rather than doing everything at once, what about consistently taking small actions instead? This is how the idea of making the best choice you can in any given moment works. The follow-through is easier because you build trust in yourself by more consistently meeting your goals and expectations. Have you ever arbitrarily set goals for yourself with your to-do list and then day after day after day, you just don't meet those goals? So soon you sit down with the intention of writing down your to-do list, but you know that you're not going to be able to make it happen. That seems like it's not a big deal, but what you've really done is eroded your trust in yourself to meet goals, and that makes it harder and harder to meet other goals. The other part of this is that the small changes we make and the actions we take that support those small changes actually end up making a bigger impact. We end up spending less energy and getting bigger and better results, even if it takes longer. It's hard to be patient with these smaller changes, and sometimes it can be hard to see how far you've come, but it's similar to compounding interest, where the results build up slowly over time. There's no big emotional waves of trying big things and hoping it works and then crashing when it doesn't. In terms of seeing your progress, if you can find a way to track whatever you're doing without setting off the need to be perfect or do more things, that can be helpful. It's kind of like when you go hiking and you're taking lots of tiny little steps up a steep hill, it's really hard to see your progress until you turn around and look behind you and see how far you've come. There are some really sneaky ways that this all or nothing attitude can come into play with your health. One that I commonly see is people who try to do an hour-long workout at the gym, and then after a day or two, they're too tired or sore to keep going. I would much rather see people do 15 to 30 minutes most days versus an hour only one or two days a week. Sometimes it can also show up as not looking the part, feeling like you don't have the right gear or clothes to do a specific type of activity. I see this a lot living where I do in Alaska. People feel like they need all kinds of fancy gear and outfits to get outside and go for a hike. Really, you just need some clothes, regular clothes or workout clothes. Honestly, it doesn't really matter that much. And some shoes. Yes, something like hiking can be easier or more fun if you have fancy gear, like a good rain jacket to keep you dry if it's raining. But for the most part, the gear doesn't make or break the experience. Another way this comes into play, especially with diet and exercise, is once you stop doing something perfectly, such as eating something that's not on your plan or skipping a workout, you just give up completely. This is both very easy and very hard to fix. It's easy to fix from a practical standpoint because you just simply move on rather than giving up, but the mental part can be more of a challenge. This is a perfect example of why an all or nothing attitude or perfectionism is not at all helpful when it comes to your health. Your willpower is a finite resource, so it's actually extremely likely that the more restrictive you are, especially related to food, the more likely you are to do something that doesn't fit with whatever your plan is. It then becomes a cycle of ups and downs, which will honestly get you nowhere. Instead, if you focus on doing the best you can, you'll be able to make better decisions overall for longer than if you get stuck in this on-again, off-again cycle of restricting and falling off the wagon, for lack of a better term. I hate that term, but it's the best I could come up with. This all-or-nothing attitude is also problematic when it comes to meeting goals, which I already mentioned. 
when you set a goal of any kind, which is probably an arbitrary goal in the first place, like weight loss or completing a race in a certain time, when you set this arbitrary goal with a timeline, you can feel like a failure if you don't meet your goal. It's okay to have goals, but it's not okay to feel like a failure when you don't meet them because they probably were not set with reasonable expectations in mind in the first place. Don't feel bad about this because everybody does it, but we need to recognize it and do better. Long-term lifestyle changes only happen when they are approached gradually. This is where setting smaller, more realistic goals can help you. You build trust in yourself that you can meet these goals, and then there's the motivation to keep going because you've met the previous goal. So rather than saying you're going to work out so you can get fit, consider something like 20 minutes of exercise three days a week. Once you meet that goal consistently, you can work up from there. If you're approaching your long-term health with goals that require you to make huge sacrifices in the short term, you're doing more harm than good. This is not meant to scare you, but it's something that you really need to consider when you're thinking about your health. If you want six-pack abs, you're going to have to do a lot of things to get there that only serve the purpose of getting you six-pack abs and might actually have a negative impact on your long-term health. You'll need to build a lot of muscle, which isn't bad, but if you've got a time goal, it can cause you to overtrain. You'll also need to lose body fat, which again, isn't necessarily a bad thing, but the extreme calorie restriction that you'll likely need to have in order to get where you want to be can also be harmful to your long-term health. I use the example of six-pack abs because I think most of us have realized they aren't achievable, but hopefully you understand my point on a broader perspective. It can feel really hard to focus on the long term when it comes to your health because it feels like nothing is changing, and often we want things to change. Going to bed 15 minutes earlier, eating enough protein, walking for 20 minutes every day, those are all habits that don't feel important or valuable, but the value of these add up over time. So one week of walking 20 minutes daily might not have a big impact on your health, but 10 years of getting at least 20 minutes of exercise most days really has a huge impact on your overall health. This is no different when it comes to nutrition. Rather than forcing yourself to eat chicken and broccoli every day until you hate it, focus on adding more vegetables to your meal, eating more protein, and making sure that you're eating enough to meet the demands of your lifestyle, which I can guarantee you 1,200 calories is not going to do. If you have a weight loss goal, maybe make sure you're eating enough first because you probably aren't, and then see what happens. Because I've had plenty of patients who started eating more and either didn't gain weight or lost weight. This is not something that happens for everyone, but if you need help with it, you can look up something called reverse dieting. I am not a dietitian, nor do I have any fitness certifications, but I can tell you that you need to find your maintenance calories, which is honestly probably at least 1,800 calories and more like 2,000 plus calories if you're a, wom a woman who does any sort of physical activity. And then you need to eat at your maintenance calories for months before attempting to cut those calories and lose weight. If you have a history of dietary restriction, and yes, eating 1,200 calories is dietary restriction, you might need to eat at your maintenance calories for much longer before you can start cutting them. Again, I am not the expert in this area, so please work with a professional if you need more help with this, but my point is that giving your body enough food is critical for long-term health. So having a weight loss goal and cutting calories, not meeting your weight loss goal, and then taking that to mean that you need to eat even less is not good for your long-term health. Same goes for pretty much any other diet out there. The focus should be on eating adequate food to meet your caloric needs for your level of activity. If you stick to your perfect diet, whatever that might be, for 30 or 60 days that you're on this plan, but then you go back to eating McDonald's and microwave meals for a couple of months before going back to your perfect diet, any benefit that you might have gained from the time you were on the diet is lost while you were off of it. So 
Why not split the difference, eat your perfect diet most of the time, but get McDonald's or eat a microwave meal when you don't feel like cooking? That's sustainable for longer and has more benefit than the on-again, off-again approach. I also want to say that I'm not trying to demonize McDonald's or microwave meals because those definitely have their place in different diets or dietary patterns. When I say diet here, mostly I'm speaking about the way that you eat. It was just an example that I thought would illustrate my point. I feel like I could go on and on with these examples, but I will spare you. My point is that trying to be perfect at something might feel like it's getting you where you want to be with your health, but in reality, it's probably causing more harm than good. Rather than making these big, huge changes or trying to meet some arbitrary goal, focus on smaller things because their impact adds up to be bigger over time, just like compounding interest. This topic is challenging more from a mental standpoint because a lot of the reason that we even need to talk about this is because of those messages we're getting from the media and society at large about how we should look and how we should feel, when in reality, having a six-pack abs and being able to run a three-hour marathon is actually not at all that great for our health in the long term. But we feel like we're doing what's right because those are the messages we receive, whether we realize it or not. But the impact of making pretty good choices most of the time is significantly better and bigger than making perfect choices all of the time for a few weeks or months, and then going back to making not-so-great choices. It's a hard mental shift to make because we all want instant gratification, but your health is really an area where you need to be playing the long game. So that's all I've got for this episode. If you have struggled with an all or nothing attitude or tried to be perfect in your health choices, know that you're not alone. And the best thing that you can do going forward is to work on shifting your mindset. I hope this episode has given you some things to think about to get started in changing the way you think about your health. If you have any questions for me or have any thoughts about this episode, feel free to send me an email, hello at therenegadenp.com. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you in the next episode. 